Hello, everyone, and welcome to our Strong Mind, Strong Body podcast. I'm your host, Angie Miller, and today we are going to talk about ageism in the fitness industry. And today I have a very special guest on. Her name is Deborah Galetti. She is an NASM certified personal trainer. She's also a yoga teacher. She's a lawyer, a cancer survivor, and an Instagram influencer who prides herself on being a 60 plus female athlete who has done anything but let age slow her down. So Deborah and I are going to talk a little bit today about the big brands and our culture at large and why it is that they tend to ignore older female and male athletes and what we can do to change the narrative. Deborah's going to share some of her personal experiences, and I think you're going to be very inspired to learn how she has overcome her setbacks to secure her place as an athlete and as an influencer. So Deborah, I'm going to bring you in and just have you tell all of the listeners a little bit about you and your fitness journey. Okay. Nice to meet you too, Angie. Um, thank you for having me today. I have been in the fitness industry for a long time. As a child, I was a ballet dancer with the Washington Ballet Company. And throughout my life and my career, fitness has always been very important. It's always been my go-to for stress, uh, for anything. I've always enjoyed using fitness as my stress modifier. So uh, throughout my life, I've tried different types of fitness. I've been, I've done triathlons, I've done races, I, I then ventured into Pilates, I did uh, yoga, certified yoga training, I've done the NASM certified uh, personal trainer training. So I've done so many different certifications, because I feel like it's very important to have the education to understand the body to understand how you're moving and how to make sure you don't get injured. Uh, so I have been doing this for a long time, along with my career, I'm a lawyer, uh, and managing my family, my children, uh, I have two adult children, uh, and it's, it's not been an easy balance, but um, I really find that fitness has kept me younger and has kept me happier, and uh, it's something that I really enjoy. Yeah. Well, and I'm inspired by your story too, because I think that, you know, you start out a ballet dancer, you've done everything, like you said, from triathlons. Fitness has always been, it sounds like your foundation and you've always found a way to balance it out and to remain athletic and strong, but still you have all these other things that you had to balance in the meantime, which is part of what I hope that we can get to today. So, um, yeah, I think you've had a, you're, you're an inspiration to me and I know lots of people I've seen your Instagram and some of your posts are, are pretty amazing. So I have a question for all of you, all of our listeners, before we even start here, I want you just to kind of picture someone who is physically fit. And so kind of consider that person in your mind, picture somebody who's physically fit. And I'm going to guess that most of you, the answer that you came up with, it probably wasn't someone over the age of 60. And that's kind of one of those implicit biases. It's an example of ageism in the health and fitness industry, where we kind of stereotype or discriminate against individuals based on their age. And it influences how men and women throughout the aging process are treated in our society. But according to the World Health Organization, 
population, the proportion of the world's population over 60 years will nearly double from 12 to 22 percent between 2015 and 2050. So I think that here in the fitness community and the world at large, we really need to take a second look at aging. And that really brings me to you, Deborah, because I think you are one of the most prime examples of how age has done anything but slow you down. So have you experienced ageism in the fitness industry? Oh, yes, of course. But I think I would just like to add on to what you just said, which is my mission is to show everyone, the world, young people, old people, uh, men and women, that look what you can do if you take your health seriously and your fitness seriously. Look at all the things you can do. I am not about, okay, I'm going into the gym to burn 100 calories. I'm about moving. I'm about showing everyone all of the things you can do. I can do pull-ups. I can do handstands. I can do crazy stuff, <laughs> circus things. I can, I, I'm learning how to climb a rope in the circus right now. I mean, I'm doing these things with 25 year olds and 30 year olds. So what I'm about is trying to change this cultural perception that uh, the female over 50, and now I'm over 60, uh, is actually, can actually do as much as a 25 or a 30 year old if she takes her fitness seriously younger. And she, she is very careful about how she uh, engages in her fitness as she ages. So I think it's really important to show everyone since we are such a large demographic and since we can show the brands that we are such a large demographic that we are out there, we exist and it is possible. Now to go back to your question about have I experienced ageism? Oh, I, all the time. I mean, if I let it bother me, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be doing this interview today and I wouldn't be on Instagram and I would be in my bed crying. Uh, yeah. I mean, basically for me, ageism is being invisible. Ageism is having someone just assume because they look at my face that I can't do something because I'm older. I've had people hand me in group fitness classes lighter weights because they think I'm weak when they mm -hmm. obviously they don't know me um, or they didn't look at me very carefully. <laughs> um, but I and uh, women do that. I, that happened to me recently. A woman did that who didn't who didn't know me. <laughs> and and I said, no, thank you. <laughs> um, I, I, I always surprise men in the in the gym by doing my pull ups. It's, it's very shocking, which is the reason why I have all of this fitness equipment at home, because it's very disturbing to young men in particular and older men to see me do pull-ups. They're not expecting it. Sometimes yeah. they don't like it. Um, and I have uh, had many big brands say to me, oh, you, you, you're really strong, which means we're not interested. <laughs> so yeah. strong is kind of a good and bad connotation. Um, so um, I, I am happy that I've had one big brand become interested in me, Tonal. Um, but aside from them, uh, most brands and most sports magazines, I would say all sports magazines, no one is ever interested in taking that risk of putting yeah. the older athlete on a cover, which I really don't care about that anymore. It used to bother me before. I've been in the middle of a magazine. I've been in the, in the, in the, in, you know, when it's talking about athletes over 50, but never right. has, a, has a sports magazine put an over 60 athlete on the cover. I mean, right. it's just, it's just, they're not willing to take, I guess they consider it a risk. 
I'm not so sure it really is a risk, um, but this also goes into the other point, which is right now the trend uh, is celebrity endorsement. Right. Everybody has a celebrity, every big brand has a celebrity endorsing their product, which I personally think is not the way to go because I don't think that celebrities are relatable. They have lots of money, they have teams around them that help them get to where right. they are. They also have great um, access to surgery, obviously, plastic surgery, to all kinds of products uh, in, that they use. And I don't think that's relatable to the woman out there who wants to be fit, who wants to go into a gym, but just can't find her way. Uh, and right. I think that um, relatability is extremely important for, 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 for brands and to push people to to move, to push people to get out of their habits and to move. Right. Well, you know, and you said a lot there and, and I always like to kind of go back and reflect and kind of um, put everything together. And so really, you know, Deborah, what we're talking about is ageism and how it affects, especially female athletes. And one of the first things you said was, yes, you've encountered it over and over again, but if you let it bother you, you wouldn't do what you do. And instead, really what I hear you say is perseverance and, you know, take positive control where you can. So you're not going to change the big brand's mind, but what you're doing is making it your personal mission on your social media and everywhere where you have an impact to say, don't let age stop you. Strong is not a bad thing for women. And the stronger you are, the more empowered you are. And that's not going to, that's going to do nothing but good things for you, both physically and emotionally. So I, I love um, all of that, that you just said. I thought that was really powerful. Um, so you mentioned that a lot of the big brands, you know, it's a risk to them. They don't want to put you on the front cover. They might put you in the middle, but what have you done to kind of break that barrier? You mentioned tonal. Um, how do you think moving forward, we can get the brands to pay attention or do you think there's hope or do you think we should just push that aside and do what you're doing and go after it on an individual basis? Well, I don't rely on hope. Hope doesn't get you very far. <laughs> so I'm more yeah. about doing something. So I'm just going to continue doing what I'm doing. And I know that e the, the problem the problem right now is the Instagram algorithm, which is also uh, an ageist algorithm. Um, I'm, I have been now uh, stuck in this uh, age category uh, sort of um, for quite some time. And I know other people are stuck on Instagram and it's quite annoying. Um, so it's hard to use Instagram as a platform uh, to engage and reach people. But I'm going to keep doing it because if I don't, uh, I, I certainly am not going to reach people. Okay, to answer your question, I do believe that you have to just keep doing what you're doing so that people can see you and can be motivated by you. Um, I've tried all kinds of different things on my Instagram page, which is free, free workouts, um, advice, uh, all kinds of things. I, I, I explain my philosophy on things to try to motivate people that they understand um, uh, how I get up and do all that I do every day. Uh, I think, you know, one person at a time has, is going to make a difference. I, I know that there are others like me out there. There are many others like me out there. It's just not easy for us to be recognized by big brands, as I said, because 
um, they prefer going to the celebrities. And I don't understand that because the celebrities are really expensive. Um, and um, as I said, I don't believe they're very relatable. Yeah. Well, and I think that that's a key word. So Deborah, I just want to reintroduce you. I'm speaking to Deborah Galetti and she is an Instagram influencer, a 60 plus female athlete who hasn't let age slower down. She's also a lawyer, a cancer survivor and NASM CPT and a yoga teacher. So Deborah, you, I just did a whole podcast on being multifaceted and you, you really, um, you lay the platform for being multifaceted, but I, I like the word relatable. And I think that that's so true. And I think that I can't help but think that that's what got you um, your name and your brand on Instagram is because you are so incredibly relatable and you're right. You don't come with makeup artists and all those other things. Well, I don't know, you might, but, um, you're not, you know, like you said, <laughs> you're not caught up in the celebrityism. You're not in the movies. And so, um, it's to me, I don't think that you're saying that it's easy for celebrities, but I think what you're saying is that they're not everyday people, so to speak. They are and they aren't. And what you offer is being an everyday person who's had to fight the good fight and build a brand on Instagram um, and use age as as an, as an impetus and a motivator, not something to hold you back. And so I think that that is what makes you relatable. I do. I think it does. I think... I think there's a um, a fine line. I mean, I'm relatable, but I'm not exactly normal. <laughs> and why is that? Because I work really hard. I think that's what separates me from just the normal 62-year-olds. <laughs> um, yeah. Yes, you can do what all I can do if you take your health and fitness seriously, but you need to work really hard at it. And, and as you age, you need to work harder and harder. There was a study that just came out that I heard this morning on the news about um, stopping or retarding dementia and how many steps a day you should do in order to at least minimize dementia as you age. And obviously, which is for me, it's just so absolutely uh, normal. The more steps you do every day, <laughs> the, the greater the fight uh, off of dementia is. So, right. um, uh, so, so my whole point is, as you age, there are a lot of things you need to recognize. Number one, you, you have to be very careful. You need to know what you're doing, which is why I've gotten so many different certifications, because if you get injured, you will take a longer time yes. to recover. You also, I also have this, this rule of three. As you age, usually something is hurting all the time. And I'm not talking about like major league, oh my God, I broke my leg hurting. I'm talking about just, there's a soreness everywhere. And if right. and in my life, the way I look at it, is if I have less than three or less things bothering me, it's a great day. I'm happy. <laughs> I am so happy. Like right now, knock, I'm going to knock on some wood. It's pretty good. Like everything, you know, of course I have some soreness because I went crazy yesterday. But you got to recognize there's an amount of pain involved, yeah. um, uh, minor pain involved in, in my instance, I think, um, to to achieving a state of fitness uh, and to continue to grow your fitness. Yeah. Which well, brings me to, to, to let oh. me just say my last point is, you know, everyone has different goals. My goal is our 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 skill related goals, meaning I want to develop certain skills. I want to be able to do the back lever, the front lever, the human flag, things like that. Some people, as they age, they just want to maintain their fitness or they want to be just in good shape. And those are two different things, but both are fine. 
both are fine. I'm trying to show everyone that you can increase your fitness. You can do more and more and be stronger and stronger as you age if you do it right. So that's that's just all I, that I wanted to say. Yeah, well, and it's it's true. You know, it takes a lot more tenacity. And I like your rule of three because you're right. I, I've had a lot of um, older adult exercisers say, I know I'm going to wake up with pain. The question is where? And so you're right. A, a mild level of discomfort, uh, a, a bodily aches and pains with aging can be part of the process and not let it be an intimidator and not buy into society's narrative of, well, I'm older and so I should expect to be in pain and therefore um, I probably probably shouldn't exercise today. Well, maybe today's the day then that you walk if you are experiencing more than three areas of pain. <laughs> but um, Deborah, besides your tenacity and, and um, your unwillingness to step back because maybe the big brands aren't going to notice you, but it's not going to change your mission. What do you think has been the biggest driver to your success? How, you know, how have you been able to overcome these obstacles? Well, I don't know if I'm successful. I mean, success is a very subjective word. I mean, I think I'm successful in a, in a personal way, I'm very happy. I like my life. I like my work. I love my children. My children are incredible. We could do three podcasts on my children, even though I only have two. Um, uh, I, I mean, success is, a, is, is, a, is, a, is not really a, I don't know if I'm, I'll ever say that I'm successful, but uh, I think my driver, first of all, um, is to be happy. Um, isn't that what everybody wants in life to be happy? I'm really happy when I'm working out and I feel good and I'm able to do these things that I never thought I could do at my age. Um, and, uh, so happiness is a, is a, being happy is a big, um, is a big driver. Um, and you know, my, my children are growing up. Eventually I'll be a grandmother. And I, my, my kids say, mom, we'll, we'll bring our children over to get tired so that you get them tired. <laughs> You'll run them around. And so, you know, I want to age gracefully. I want to be able to, I don't want to have to be dependent on, on anyone. And, uh, so, you know, it's a, it's a lifestyle, um, lifestyle goals. I think life is difficult and th there are lots of setbacks in life. And if you're not ready physically, then you're not ready mentally for them. And, um, the last thing I wanted to say is the other good reason to stay physically fit in, as you age is, you, you know, that confidence you get from being physically fit transforms into other areas. Uh, if you, you, you can decide uh, later in life, you want a, a new career and mm -hmm. you have that confidence if you're physically fit and that mental clarity to change and do it and then do something else. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it, it's just transformative. Uh, if you feel good and then obviously you're going to look good, but looking good is not what it's about anymore. It's feeling good. And, yeah. um, and, and that's feeling physically good and mentally good. I agree. And the thing is, I, I want to real quick take a pause and reintroduce you. So this is Strong Mind, Strong Body. I'm your host, Angie Miller. I'm talking to Deborah Galetti, and she is an over 60 powerhouse athlete. She's also an NASM CPT, and she is a an influencer, Instagram influencer, and a yoga teacher, and so many other things. So we're talking about ageism in the fitness industry. And, you know, Deborah, I agree. I think that age, some people use maybe age is an excuse and it's something that holds them back. But really what I hear you say is age is your actual driver. And with every day, every year, every month, it feels to me like you want to keep trying new things because you want to prove to yourself that you can. 
And I think that I resonate with that because my biggest driver right now is me competing with me. It's me wanting to prove that I can do all these things that people say that women can't do in their fifties. And so, you know, for me, that's always been my biggest, um, you know, the thing that kind of is the wind beneath my wings. And I want other women to see me do it so that other women don't buy into society saying, well, you know what, you're done because you're X age. And so your time is up. And I agree. It also transfers into real life. The more confident I feel at the gym, the more confident I feel in every aspect of my life and my career and everything that I do. So is there anything else that you'd want to share with our listeners um, of all ages, you know, trainers who train aging women and men um, to anyone out there who you think would benefit by understanding the impact of ageism on to female and male athletes? Well, I think it's, I think there's a group of women out there who uh, have a hard time getting into the gym. Why? Because a gym can be very intimidating to an older female athlete. Um, I was just last week pre- doing human flag drills at the gym. Okay. <laughs> who does the human flag? Not a lot of people. Okay. <laughs> Men or women. And I mean, it's a pretty, it's a pretty intimidating um, a skill to have. And I'm, I don't have it com- obviously completely, but there are certain drills. And I just had a trainer come up uh, with his client and just basically like step all over me. <laughs> like I was invisible. And I said to him, I'm here, I'm working here. I'm using these bars. Uh, could you please move? <laughs> so it's very intimidating for some women to actually get, make that first step to come into the gym. Um, so I think you need to have a lot of strength of character, uh, so, which means I'm talking to the trainers out there, you know, the woman over 50 uh, is to be reckoned with, um, 50 and 60 is to be re- reckoned with, uh, she needs to be treated with the same amount of respect as the younger people and men and women and athletes in the gym. And uh, we are not invisible. We are there for a reason, the same reasons that you are all are there. So that's my, I guess, my, um, my sort of my message to the women who are afraid to come into the gym, please come the more, the the more, um, the merrier. (laughs) And uh, to the trainers, uh, especially the young male trainers, um, you know, don't uh, just judge a book by its cover. <laughs> yeah, I agree. So, and the thing is, is that I think that you have to have the, um, you have to have strong enough shoulders to stand up for yourself in that situation. And I think that that can be very, very intimidating, but you're, you just have to know that we all have a place in the space, no matter where we are. And I, I know that that's always a message. You mentioned the word invisible earlier. And so many of my older adults say that's what they feel when they walk into a store, when they walk into a gym, they feel invisible. People stop paying attention or they make assumptions. And so to all the trainers, to all the aging women and men out there, I think we have to remember that we have a place in this space, just like everyone. And we're not a one size fits all approach any more than training somebody in their 20 or their thirties. We have to pay attention to the individual and their individual capacities and their individual strengths and limitations. And I think that you're doing an amazing job. So Deborah, if they want to find you, how would they find you tell us on, your Insta- uh, my instagram debofit d-e-b-o-f-i-t c 
So please follow me, please. Uh, that would make me happy. Um, and uh, any any comments uh, or suggestions are, are welcome. But right now on my Instagram, what did I do? I, this, I, I showed on my stories some of the things I've done this morning already today. Um, and uh, yeah, every, it, it, I consider my Instagram like my talk show, like my TV show. Okay. Uh, every day is different. Every day you'll see all of the different things I do. Uh, all my workouts are planned in advance. I think the secret to staying in shape as you age is to always change what you do. Uh, always. Mm -hmm. Every week I'm changing. Um, and uh, I think uh, the studies are catching up and saying the exact same thing. So um, it's no, it's not, it's not, it's not like rocket science. It's pretty obvious that uh, uh, the, those are the things you need to do in order to stay in shape as you age. Yeah, I agree. Changing, changing what you do, changing how you do it, changing even when you do it, how long you do it, oh. changing all those variables, not getting too caught up in going to a stairmaster or going to an elliptical or or lifting the same amount of weights. And so, I do think that that's what makes your page so inspiring is that you're always doing something a little bit different. So, once again, thanks to our strong mind, strong body listeners. Thanks to you, Deborah, for joining us, and I really appreciate the work that you do. And thanks for sharing your story. Thank you so much. You bet. We'll see you all next week.